I never wanted to be, I guess, the the my first cookbook to be the endo cookbook because I felt like people eating more plant-based foods that can help everyone, right? But then the response that I got from that book were so many people with endo and saying, seeing that you mentioned endo in your book, that was the first time I'd ever felt heard. Or I saw the word endo and all of those symptoms made sense to me. And so I finally got diagnosed at 43 years old. So it said to me, I don't need to be doing another cookbook. I need to be helping more people with endo. Welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, discover our unique gifts, and make a lasting impact on the world by connecting with our souls. I'm sharing with you all the wisdom and tools I've been taught on meditation, mindfulness, yoga, business, and spirituality. I'll be having conversations with other creative entrepreneurs who have manifested outward success by doing inner work. Success comes from within. Let's go on this expansive journey together. Hello, welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm doing a double feature this week. Instead of a solo cast, I had two guests. So today is Thursday, and guess what? It is episode one hundred. Yes. 100 episodes. I can't even believe that I've recorded 100 episodes on the floor in my closet, in pajamas, hiding from my kids in virtual school in 2020. Like, it's been wild, to say the least. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so thankful for you being here and listening to this podcast, connecting with our guests who we have on and hearing the stories and the experiences I have to share through my lived experience being on a spiritual path and being an entrepreneur, it's really a blessing to be able to have this space. And it's an honor to connect with you in this intimate way. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. If you weren't here, I'd be talking to nothing and no one and a wall, and that would be really boring and weird. <laughs> so I love hearing your feedback. I love hearing your comments and your discoveries what you're taking away from these episodes. I love getting to know you and what you are about. Because likely if you're here, you're my people. We're each other's people. We get each other. We feel like there's a connection. And today I have on a special guest. I always say it's a special guest because every guest that I have on is special because they decided to come on this podcast. <laughs> Oh, they bravely stepped into my space and offered up their time. And that is special to me. So to all my guests, if you've ever been on or you're listening, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for making this community so much more rich. And today is Jessica Murnane. You are going to absolutely love her. She is so fun, quirky, sarcastic. She's a fellow Capricorn. So you know that I already love her. And also, she records her podcast on the floor of her closet, escaping from the home life. So we've got that in common right off the bat. Uh, she is hilarious. I'm obsessed with her humor and she's so accomplished. And her mission, we're going to get deep into that, is so much deeper. Like the levels go and the layers go so much deeper than just the the plant-based recipes that she's sharing and the gorgeous calf cans. It's so much more, and we're going to dive really deep into that. Um, just to give you an overview, she's an author. She's a published author of an, a cookbook called One Part Plant. And it's really funny because she starts off talking about how <laughs> she used to eat like mac and cheese and Capri Suns or whatever, and that total junk diet, and was able to start finding some healing from endometriosis through plants. So that's really interesting. We go, we go into that. She's the host of one part plant podcast. She's also a fellow podcaster and the founder of know your endo, the endometriosis education and awareness platform and soon to be book. Congrats. Know your endo an empowering guide to health and hope with endometriosis. 
It'll be out in spring of 2021 from Penguin Random House's imprint Avery. Jessica has contributed to and appeared in magazines and websites that include all of these amazing things, Bon Appetit, Goop, Shape Magazine, The Kitchen, Mind Body Green, and The Coveteur. She's spoken at Apple, South by Southwest, <clears throat> that's my dream, Taste Talks, Seed, Food, and Wine, Get Good Fest, Wanderlust, and the Irma Bombex Writers Workshop, among others. You can find her on social media at Jessica Murnane, M-U-R-N-A-N-E, and at Know Your Endo, E-N-D-O, on Instagram. You're going to love this episode because we we had a lot of laughs, first of all, and we went really deep into knowing your why and what is it behind your business or what is it behind your expression or the thing that you're putting out into the world. And we also went into how to communicate and connect with an audience in a community in a way that's not self-centered and it's highlighting and giving empowerment to the people who are in your community, which is something I'm very passionate about and interested in, in my life's work and my work with the Limitless Collective and my business that I'm creating. So I absolutely love this. You're going to, too. plug in, enjoy this episode with Jessica Murnane and have some laughs with us. Celebrate episode 100. Woo! If you love it, let us know by taking a screenshot and sharing it in your Instagram stories because I always like to hear what you think and I want to see your face and connect with you. So see you there. Welcome, Jessica, to the Limitless Soul podcast. Hi. Hi. Do you okay. do you want to talk about the fact that I didn't want video? <laughs> Are we going to go there? I, had, I was going to read this, but also let's prelude this whole experience with this is my first episode ever not recording a podcast, almost 100 episodes with no video, and Jessica's <laughs> zero time ever recording <laughs> without video. Um, and she's in a I appreciate no, it's, it's totally cool. Um, I think this will be really fun and very interesting. And I'm obsessed with your humor. I'm obsessed with your mission and your whole um, offering that you have. I just want to read this to everybody before we get started because okay. it's hilarious. Six years ago, my major food groups were Sour Patch Kids, Diet Coke, and whatever lean cuisine had the most cheese. <laughs> okay, I just had to read that out loud because I'm like... Anyone who's listening and is like, shit, like she's all about plants and healthy foods and stuff. And like, I don't know if I'm going to relate. Please stay tuned. <laughs> because, yeah, cause you know, I don't, I don't judge, you know? Yeah. I love that. I'm like, that is hilarious. Whatever lean cuisine had the most cheese. That was. <laughs> I mean, game. when you're searching out the lean cuisines, you want the one with the most cheese, right? So get a little bit that microwave crunchiness. Mm. If you're going lean cuisine, I do not doubt that going the most cheese is the best option. Because <laughs> yeah, the vegetables aren't really the highlight, you know? Right. Yeah. It's like, is this broccoli or is this something that was made to look like broccoli? Exactly. Well, Jessica, why don't you tell us a little bit from your closet um, <laughs> about you and and what, you, what you're up to, what you offer and what you have out here in the ethers? Yeah. You know... Everything kind of start. Well, you know, it's interesting because everything started with my endometriosis. <clears throat> Excuse me. Everything started with my endometriosis. I have stage four, and we don't. We're not. We don't have to go deep into that at this moment. But endometriosis is when. I don't, have you guys covered this before? No. Okay. Cool. Please do. It's not cool, but you know, I, I want to give the definition at least for. For sure. So one in ten women, or one in ten people with the vagina have endometriosis, except it takes an average of eight to 10 years to get diagnosed. So that's mm -hmm. an insanely long diagnosis time. And what happens is, is there's tissue similar to the tissue that lines your uterus. It grows onto the outside of your uterus. And so you can imagine that when you have your period and that uterine lining is supposed to shed, that type of tissue is trapped inside of your body. Mm. And so a lot of people with endo, I mean, it grows onto a lot of different organs. In severe cases, it grows onto people's lungs. So it's an extremely debilitating condition for a lot of people. And I have it. And I was supposed to get a hysterectomy 
about like nine years ago now. And food is truly what was the, I guess, the first tool that helped me manage my endo. I ended up not getting a hysterectomy because I incorporated a million other tools along with the food. But it's weird because endo is what sort of started my journey into the wellness space. Mm -hmm. And then what really was highlighted was this food that I created to help me manage. And, you know, there is no cure for endo. And I don't think that food is going to make all your cramps go away, but it can lessen the inflammation. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, I dove into the food. I did a one-part plant cookbook, which was my cookbook. And now I'm writing a book on endometriosis because, it's, it was, I never wanted to be, I guess, the, the, my first cookbook to be the endo cookbook because I felt like people eating more plant-based foods that can help everyone, right? right? But then the response that I got from that book were so many people with endo and saying, seeing that you mentioned endo in your book, that was the first time I'd ever felt heard or mm. I saw the word endo and all of those symptoms made sense to me. And so I finally got diagnosed at 43 years old. Mm-hmm. So it, it said to me, I don't need to be doing another cookbook. I need to be helping more people with endo. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm doing right now um, is writing that book. I'm in the copy edit phases. It's all due tomorrow. Oh. And um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How's that going? <laughs> Have you written a book? You've you've written a book before, right? No, but I'm actually, that's um, what my next focus is. And I'm in a creative writing intensive right now. Okay. Working through what my tone and um, strategy is for expressing myself most authentically, because I used to be in creative writing in high school. And so now I'm kind of dipping back into that, but it is really an, an interesting process to even just get started. But what does that mean to you expressing yourself authentically with your writing? Because Mm -hmm. if it comes from you, wouldn't it just automatically be authentic? Mm, That's a great question. So I I look at it as this, and this is actually like a vision that keeps coming to me is like this this like filtration system. Like there's something that develops in your heart and your soul and it's like in you, right? And then it goes through your mind and it gets cluttered with all of this unconscious subconscious Mm. programming and it attaches Mm. itself to the purity and then it comes out in somebody else's words and maybe not even your own Mm. isn't that fucked Mm -hmm. up so yeah yeah and i'm thinking about that and unpacking it i'm like this is my mom's voice not mine and i'm convoluting my message Um, well you're also i mean just just based on my own experience with writing this current book is that you also have the entire outside world now in your head, not just mm-hmm. your mom in your head. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I I was very scared writing this book that I would offend someone or that I wouldn't get it exactly right. I mean, with endo, it's, it's complicated because there's a lot of transgender people with endo. There's a lot mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. that... Um, it's hard. It's tricky because, you know, they always say one in 10 women have endometriosis. So how can we take that down? Because you can't say one in 10 people have endometriosis, right? Mm -hmm. So it needs to be inclusive. And so when I was writing, I just had all of these voices in my head of wanting to make sure that I included everyone. Mm -hmm. And I think I did a pretty good job, but it's also impossible to include everyone. 100%. Yeah, Yeah. I totally feel that, especially being um, people who are who are sharing from a a really vulnerable place and people who are relating to it are going to be in a vulnerable place, I'm assuming as well. Mm -hmm. And that deep empathy can start to creep in and almost limit you from getting out what what needs to get out. And Mm -hmm. I think there comes a time, at least in my experience, and I haven't written a written a book yet, but sharing on a podcast and, you know, sharing things that are, are truths to me and being inclusive to like the fact that, well, this is my story. And like, this is my journey that I'm sharing. And I want it to relate to as many people as possible, but I only have had my journey, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, 
I took it as far as, I mean, I interviewed probably 35, 40 people for the book and they were long sessions with people and I recorded them all so I could transcribe them. And, you know, those voices shape the book, but still I was thinking, am I missing like a person that is not going to feel seen in this book? But I just... I don't know. I think that at some point you have to say, I did my best yeah, in sure. this version. And well, that's beautiful that you even went there to consider that, you know, yeah. like that's, that is, that's beauty, right? Oh, like is, is, is really taking the time to slow down enough to take your own ego out of it and like, let it be from a place of love. Mm-hmm. And um, even having the consideration, I think is is empathy. Like that's beautiful. That's, that's, uh, I love that. I love that you do that. Cause so many people are in such a rush. Oh, I have this brilliant idea. I got to get this out. It's going to be amazing. Got to get it out. Got to do this. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And don't slow down enough to not make it perfect or make it be exactly right, but to be compassionate. Mm-hmm. In the, in yeah. The- and, and you know, the endo space is, a little complicated and there is actually it's it's very strange there's a lot of infighting and there's doctors against some doctors and patients that don't like other doctors and it's it's not always a fun space to be in especially lately and i i think too you know i think you know there might be infighting in every type of group but i also think a lot of people in this space in my space there's a lot of people that are in a lot of pain and that have been denied care for long, have been told that they're crazy for their pain. So it's understandable that they are angry and upset and want to, you know, get justice, not just for themselves, but for everyone. But then when you take on all of that, it feels a little overwhelming too. Yeah. Yeah, because you you can't get everything right. <laughs> yeah, like, I know, man. <laughs> how am I going to check every single box for every single person, every single everywhere? It's yeah. like it's an impossible feat. And you know, yeah. just like to your point, like we have to do the best we can. And at the end of the day, if enough intention and, and love has been poured into that, that's enough. Yeah, totally. Thank you. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, got this. Um, I love your realness and your humor and how you have mixed this. Like you were talking about earlier, I don't need to be making cookbooks just to share about plants with people. I need to be talking about that deeper why with endometriosis and how it's become um, this relatable uh, place for people to find you who may not have had that connection and felt alone. And bringing um, like your personality and your your sense of humor into this kind of serious topic is so refreshing and, oh. and really nice. I love that. Um, but can we talk a little bit about how that came to be? Like, was it the plants first or was it the mission of the endometriosis <clears throat> first? Or was it like, I just like, is it natural for you to talk to people and, and, and um, share that way? Or was it learned? Yeah. I mean, I think just growing up, my dad, he, Oh, and if someone is listening to this, it's listened to my podcast. I've shared this before, but uh, that he always taught me that when you meet someone, you never ask them what they do for a living. You got to start with something else. Mm. And that was like, I have never, still to this day, I don't ask people that. And um, excuse me one second. I don't ask people that. And so it was always kind of getting creative And then also my dad always taught us that the thing that people like to talk most about is themselves. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) you can ask them whatever you want about themselves, like ask them about, you know, the color of their shirt or whatever. So I think from a very young age, I just have always been really interested in sharing and listening, more listening than even sharing. And I think that's why I started my podcast is I just am so excited and fascinated by other people's stories yeah. and you know and and I remember when I wrote the Know Your Endo book proposal I made this big you know 
declaration that this book is not going to be about me. It's about other people's stories. This is not a memoir. And they kind of, you know, my agent kind of came back was like, you kind of need to share a little bit of you and the purpose and why you want to do this. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I just have always been an extremely curious person. And I don't know, I just think everyone's got something to share. And, And I think the other thing that I just always do or is just, I think, maybe instilled in me is that I think so much we look for people that look like us on Instagram. And I'm not just talking about like physical, right? But like maybe the same age, we like the same music, we like this. Mm-hmm. But like, you don't know what someone else has to offer you. So like that boring or what you think is like a boring lawyer guy, he might give you the greatest advice you've ever heard on, you know, making a salad or whatever. I just, I don't know. I think that we just like... I think with, especially with Instagram and social media, we just make a lot of assumptions about who people are and what they're into and what they can offer us. But you don't know that until you talk to people. Yeah, for sure. I can totally relate. I'm obsessed with humans. Like I love observing them in their natural habitat, like airports, parks. That sounds mm-hmm. super creepy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they're so fun. And I have two kids. I have a six and seven-year-old. So that even adds another layer of amazingness Uh because observing a tiny human develop into a bigger human is like the most fun. Yes. Yeah, it uh, is. I have a five-year-old, so I totally get it. He's turning six on Saturday. So we have six-year-olds together. Oh, fun. (laughs) Yes. My son is the six-year-old and it's a real fun time. Yeah, it is. Are you doing homeschooling or like virtual schooling? Yeah, we're doing virtual. Um, They took 25% of his class back and, or the school back. And I don't, I don't know, whatever. We're at home and I, and I feel (laughs) good about that decision right now. Yeah, I do too. It's been an interesting experience because it's brought us closer together as a family. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, normally when I'd get my kids home from school, they don't want to talk to me at all. Right, They're like, right. I'm done, spent, <laughs> yeah. talk to me after I eat my fruit snacks. Like, I don't, yeah. I'm not here for it. And um, now it's just a, such a different experience. Like we're living in this like tiny little village home. Yeah. And I mean, here. <laughs> it, and it's, it's, you know, there are days when it's, Definitely. I mean, both of my husband and I work full time and we're both working from home. We don't have a giant house. And so, you know, it's a lot of figuring out schedules and back and forth and homeschooling and working. But the thing I just keep on thinking is, is that this is temporary and I will never hopefully knock on wood in our lifetime be able to do this again. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying that because, you know, because I don't want there to be another pandemic, not that I don't want to be this close with my family, but mm-hmm. this is a very unique and rare time. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not toxic positivity about it, but I do think I'm trying to, I guess, embrace the parts that are like, wow, this is kind of cool that I get to watch my son grow like this. Yeah. Yeah. It really is because normally they would be at school all day. So it's like this slowing down of time it feels like Mm -hmm. to me where I feel like everything's a little bit slower and I can catch more present moments like looking into my kids eyes or like laughing in the middle of the day I don't know just like these sweet little things yeah in the midst of crazy town yes Um, (laughs) (laughs) which has been a little bit refreshing so um Jessica like plant the plant, one part plant is like this extension of you. It's like one part of you, right? One part of Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That is out there. What is, what is it like, like day to day for you? Or do you have like specific rituals that you follow or certain things that you do to keep you grounded or healed and healthy that you've learned or come across on your journey with endometriosis and having, you know, like a lot of pain in your body aside from plants? Yeah, I mean, what's <laughs> I actually got this uh, pretty intensive Harry Potter length DM kind of bashing me um, about an hour before we hopped on this call, oh, and it, it I just I mean because I think I am an empath like that stuff 
deeply penetrates me. And Mm -hmm. so I have butterflies after. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what? I need to be good for this podcast. Like, I don't want to bring that negativity. And so I thought, what could I do right now? And so I pulled, this sounds so maybe basic, but I uh, pulled out my foam roller mm-hmm. and I put my butt on it, put my legs in the air and just stayed like that for about two minutes. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of calmed my system down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, pre-plants, I, you know, changing to a plant-based diet, I think what happened is it opened up my mind to so many other things because not in one million years did I ever think that I would eat that way. Like I've made fun of people that ate that way. So <laughs> knowing how well that worked, I was like, oh, what if all these other things that seem a little bit kooky to me, what if these things could work for me too? So little things like foam rolling. I have a one of those rebounders I got about five years ago, which I four years ago, which I love so much as little mini trampolines like that just changes my day. So I think there's, you know, I have these little tools, I feel like, and you know, that's what my next book is all about. It's, it's taking people through five weeks and introducing them to for to a new tool each week. Mm -hmm. Because these are the things, you know, like getting trolled on Instagram, I can just you know, is it going to save everything? No, but it got me into a place where I could talk to you and not feel mm-hmm. like shit, you know? Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I would have calmed you down if you came on anyway. We can do a little woody woo hoo stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that that's, that's an interesting point is that foam rolling is meditation. Mm-hmm. Jumping on a reformer is pure bliss. Like, connecting yeah. with oneness <laughs> like yeah uh practical spirituality that's what i i like to talk about most because i work with a lot of entrepreneurs and creatives who are working on getting their their gifts developed and getting them out into the world and a lot of the tools that i use are from my background of teaching yoga and i've been a hairdresser so i've learned how to communicate and connect and um i've had a meditation teacher and I've gone through all kinds of other other things in my toolbox, but using those to support people to to get out of their heads and into their hearts, get out mm-hmm. of like this space of a troll and drop back into your to your center. Like leave it there. It's you know it's fine, and then come back to the present moment. And that can be anything. It yeah. literally can be anything. Like I use things like Kriya, which might sound like a little crazy, but it's moving energy. Mm-hmm. But what you're yeah. doing with a foam roller is moving energy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I actually, I, I don't, are you talking about Kundalini Kriya situation? The, yeah. They use Kriya in Kundalini. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I have experienced that. And, and I think, you know, kind of what you're saying too is, you know, you don't have to frame it as, you know, you know, hop on the foam roller and move the energy throughout your little <laughs> wall. It's like, hop on the foam roller, you might feel better. You know what I mean? It's kind of like... Hop it, on the foam roller, yeah. <laughs> period. <laughs> Put your butt on it, move it around. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I think it's like, it's it's also meeting your audience where they are and sort of mm-hmm. delivering it, kind of like what going back full circle to you taking that class and making it authentically yeah. yours. Like, I don't, I probably wouldn't talk in such a spiritual way as you do, but that doesn't mean that they don't serve the same purpose or value. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I think it, it's meeting your audience sometimes where they are. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is spot on. And I feel like that's um, in, in this world of Instagram and like connecting through the ethers. I think that's where a lot of people sometimes miss the mark of, of their connection, like where mm-hmm. they, where they could really serve. Where can I really be of value? What I have is special and unique and great, but how can I get it from there to the people who who need it? And sometimes it's just figuring out how to say it or um, what parts of it to share right now until you develop, mm-hmm. you know, more rapport, or you develop more trust, and then you can deepen it. I mean, like you wrote your your first book, and now your second book is coming out that's has a little more depth, a little yeah. bit more 
trust with your readers and they're like, oh, like I cannot wait to hear more. Like a podcast mm -hmm. when you first start out. Right. It's like, yeah. You get to know the people on the other side. They start communicating with you and talking to you. And then and you can kind of get a gauge on like, where are you? Like, is this too much? <laughs> like, did I go too <laughs> yeah. far? Yeah. Nobody listened to this episode. <laughs> I thought it was the best one. What happened? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and I think what's, and I think it's also trying to find that balance too, because I will go to someone's website or Instagram and I have no idea what they're talking about. Mm, like mm -hmm. no idea. And I think I'm not a, a dumb dumb. Like I, I know about a lot of things, but sometimes the language in terms of spirituality and some other things, I'm like, okay, I have no idea what you're talking about, but that doesn't mean that, you know, this is bad. So I think it's also finding that balance between not feeling like you have to be everything to everyone, yeah. but then also making it simple enough that a new person that wants to maybe investigate that feels like they have a starting point. 100%. Like mm -hmm. I, I've been talking a lot about how your brand, you're not your brand because mm -hmm. a lot of times people think, oh, you're, you're the face of the cover and you're, it's your name. And it's like, but that's not me. It's an extension of me. It's the parts that I'm willing to share. It's the focus of my intention right now. And when you start to like realize that, you're like, oh, like there's more value in, in and you don't feel so exposed as a human being. <laughs> like there's mm -hmm. some sovereignty that can happen. Um, but we put, we made a post yesterday and it was so funny. And it said, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's meditation, self-discovery, shadow work, rituals, reprogramming, belief systems, healing <laughs> ancestral trauma, unpacking unsuppressed uh, emotions. And I'm like, some people might see that and be like, I don't, I don't get it. And, yeah. but the people who are like ready to do that work or are doing that work are like, hell yeah. You right, know, they're exactly. like, they're like, finally somebody gets it. But it took me a long time to figure out, oh, I have to use my sarc. Like I'm a Capricorn. I'm very sarcastic. I mm -hmm. can be a little moody. Some people are like, are you even nice? I'm not sure. Like I'm confused, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm like, I'm just, I'm sarcastic and I live in that realm. And so a lot of these deeper things, I've had to find ways to use my humor to get some of these harder things out there so that yeah, people aren't like, sure. Share your deepest, darkest secret in the comment. Okay, see ya, wink, wink. No, they're not going to. So no. figuring out a way to make that connection and that rapport to take it further, maybe into different spaces or maybe into mm -hmm. different places has been really interesting. Yeah, yeah. World. Yeah, I'm always trying to figure that out, especially, you know, I, I don't, I'm not online a lot, but I know that, I mean, online, yes, I am with like, I have a podcast and stuff, but, you know, I I know that I need to build the Know Your Endo Instagram more. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my past life is a designer and doing brand stuff. And so I've been like kind of waiting to get my book cover finished from the publisher to know what kind mm -hmm. of colors I can implement, implement into. So everything looks cohesive. But then I see other, you know, which is so important to me. So right now it looks like a mess. But then I see other people that just post horrible photos that I would never do and people love them. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> I think sometimes we even kind of hold ourselves back because mm -hmm. we want it to be this perfect thing mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be. <laughs> it doesn't. The pictures that I get done professionally and I like spend all this time picking out outfits and like the whole thing do significantly less good. That's the worst way I could have said that than, <laughs> than like a selfie I'm taking while I'm laying in bed because I can't like I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I'm like, I'm tired. And it's like, let's give you all these likes. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's but people just, you know, I don't know. I think that the energy behind whatever is being put out is what you're going what the other end is going to receive. Mm -hmm. So if behind the scenes you're like, "Oh, this isn't good enough. I don't know. Should I send it? It's fine, I'll send it." And they feel, "Do I like this? Is this good?" Right. "Do I connect with this?" instead of like, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing." 
even if it might not be our version of perfect. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm a Capricorn too. So you are? I, I've got that perfectionism thing happening. <laughs> I love Capricorns. Like <laughs> such a Capricorn thing to say. I'm like, oh good. You're one of us. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah. But that, yeah, that perfectionism can really come in and, and, and hold us back from just doing it. And my new mantra is, and I learned this from my creative writing class is quality or quantity versus quality. When you're trying mm-hmm. to get your, your real stuff out, like when you're really trying to pull it up and, and, and say what you really want to say and get past all the mind clutter is like, just get a ton of stuff out there and it'll start to naturally come instead of yeah. something for such a long time. It's so, it's so crazy though, because I'll be interested to see when you start writing your book, because I have a lot of author friends and I have a, a couple different text threads, chains mm-hmm. with different groups. And when I was trying to finish my book, which by the way, was so hard to do during the pandemic. And mm-hmm. it was just because I, I like to have a space to write that does not have anyone in it, mm-hmm. which is not possible. So, you know, so many of them were like, just get it on the page, just get it on the page, send it, whatever. But I couldn't do that. I reworked each chapter probably a hundred different times until it felt like I felt proud of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to see when you start writing how how that works for you because I have a very difficult time just getting something on a page mm-hmm. and being good with that. I like to edit it to the death to the point where this is as close as it should be. And I mean, and that actually, I mean, kind of worked to my benefit because my editor did have very light changes because I thought you did in, it for them. <laughs> in this headspace that I am right in right now with a pandemic and the worst social justice everything that's happened in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. I cannot do a rewrite. Mm -hmm. Like there's no possible way. So let's just get this to a point where I feel proud and then I welcome whatever changes she has, but I couldn't just put it on the page and be okay. That's interesting. But I also Mm -hmm. have no point of reference because I haven't written a book yet. Yeah, that's true. But But I did that with the first one too. I I just, I don't know why. I just like to... I like to send things that feel more complete, complete. I guess. Yeah. And maybe that's a control thing too, because I don't, I, I want to. S- yeah. I don't think I would probably send something that I didn't feel as complete, but I think like what I'm working through right now and, and getting my writing out and done mm-hmm. is very closely connected to like my, my, like I'm setting it into like a ritualistic ceremonial space mm-hmm. where I'm like setting deep intentions. I'm using all the elements to like support me and, um, tapping really into like my energy body and like tapping into, to like alignment and flow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's really helping me to, to get things out in a way that when I write, read it back, I'm like, who, who who just wrote that? (laughs) What what is this poetic masterpiece that just spewed (laughs) from my pen? Like what entity has just entered my body? I don't know. It's weird because, um, but it's, it's, I feel like uh, it's a, it's been part of this whole purpose of, of, of the spiritual path that I've been on is to get to this place where things can flow and who knows it's a, it's an ebb and flow also. It's like, it comes and goes and there's times yeah. when it's not there and it's times when it is there. And right now, like I'm in super flow mode and most of my writing is copy, mm-hmm. <laughs> like email copy and sales page copy and just like a lot of that kind of stuff. And even that has, I found some joy in, like I'm finding more flow in and connection, but yeah, I don't know. That's good. Yeah. I sort of hate when people say, have you ever read? Because usually people are like, no, what's that? And then they pretend like they're excited about the book. But I feel like, have you ever read <laughs> the book Daily Rituals? No. By Mason Curry? Mm-mm. Okay. I, just because you're on this journey right now to 
figure out like writing and your voice. It is my most favorite book ever. Okay. Um, and it's so cool because he just, it, the book is just, I think there's like a hundred of them, maybe 150, I don't know. Okay. Just paragraphs about the most famous writer, authors, creators, their process. Oh. And it is, oh my gosh, I, I, when I got that book and he just put out a second one last year with, that's just women. And what I do is I would start my day without looking at my phone, not looking at anything. And I would just read one of those. Mm-hmm. And no matter who it was, it inspired me in some way, mm-hmm. whether it was like, oh, that's a cool tip. <clears throat> Excuse me. Or, <clears throat> or, oh, I don't feel so bad about my process because this person spent didn't write something for three years before they wrote something again. It's just, um, I don't know. It's just, it's eye-opening and it's so comforting. Yeah. Everybody's so different. Yeah. Everybody's different. And, you know, I'm learning that even creating my business and and working through this, this creative process of what am I sharing? What value do I have? What am I offering? And knowing that I can't look at other can be inspired by other people. Like you said, like, Oh, look at their journey. I'm inspired by that, but not try to replicate something or redo something and just see like, well, okay, that's cool that that's for that person. What's my thing? Like how, Mm -hmm. what, and, and I feel like that's where this, my spiritual concepts come in is observing the self. Like, taking the time to observe what is happening in my mind what is happening when I resist something what is happening when it's flowing how can I tap more into that instead of this Mm -hmm. and it's a it's a really interesting process of discovering yourself (laughs) yeah and and discovering what your thing is and you know yeah I I see I I'm not going to name any names but I've seen a lot of people online right now and it's very blatant that they're trying to emulate someone mm. else's model. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and all I can think about is this is not going to work for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I see through eventually. it. Yeah. And it's just like, and and the thing about some of these people is, is I can, I know how special they are. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why not try to show your specialness? Yep. Yeah. And that's part of, you know, the individual journey and the path is, that might be a part of their lesson. <laughs> like yeah. they, they had to do this emulation so they could realize that that was the, that was the catalyst that showed them to not do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you have to learn things in our own way. Yeah. And um, I've tried that too. Like there's, I've had failed businesses. I've had business partnerships. I had all kinds of things that have not worked out. And when I look back at them, it was because I was trying to be something that I wasn't because Mm -hmm. I knew that, oh, that yielded success or that created a certain outcome. And so, and then I had the expectation it would work for me. Didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I think what's, I haven't really talked about this before, except for like my friends, but it's something I've been thinking about so much is that with one part plant, like that mission was so important to me. Mm-hmm. And I created all these recipes. I feel proud of those recipes. People like the recipes, but in my soul, I do not want to be a recipe creator. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do cooking for a living. And mm-hmm. it wasn't really until that book came out and we were talking about doing another cookbook that I was like, yeah, I actually don't really want to do that ever again. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was kind of weird to realize because I had set in motion this whole thing. But then I really realized it's like, you can also do projects in your life. They don't have to be the thing you do. Mm-hmm. Like I'm putting out this endometriosis book. It's very important to me. And I hope that it helps people, but I don't see that my career path is going to only be endo. Right. Yeah. They're all just little pieces. Yeah. And that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur and, you know, listening to yourself and and creating from your soul is that it can be anything. And at the end of the day, if it's in alignment with your, your values and your purpose, your mission, 
Like that can look at all kinds of different things can look like all kinds of different ways because you'll, you'll start to see that people are coming to, to those, those outlets for you and the Mm -hmm. energy that you're emitting and not just the, the physical product. Right. Right. You know, cool. Well, I can't wait to see all the things you create. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. I'm working really hard right now on a, on a website that I, the website that I have now is like some, a friend did it for free for me like seven years ago on WordPress Mm -hmm. and I just needed to get something out there. But now I'm like, you know what? I I want something that actually feels like me. Like I feel like I'm ready for that. Mm, Yeah. I'm very excited for it. Yeah. Those little pieces when they fall into place are really satisfying. Yes. I just did an (laughs) opt-in page for this really cool um, free event that I'm hosting and Mm -hmm. I am so satisfied by it. Yeah. I'm like, this opt-in page feels freaking good. (laughs) Like it's cute. It's to the point. I'm like, I'm there. Wait, I'm hosting it. I'm like, it just (laughs) feels, yeah, it feels really good and aligned. And it's because I'm in this space where I'm like, I know what I want it to be. And Mm -hmm. the energy behind it is showing through where before I felt like I'm like, there's way too many sparkles. There's too many, like, it looks like Lisa Frank's notebook blew up. And that is not who I am, but I just didn't know who I was or what I wanted to say. So I just kept putting so many things on it. And it was just like, this is too far. And I think sometimes we know exactly who we are, but sometimes we feel like that might not be mass market enough. Mm -hmm. Because I think with my cookbook, like there's some Chevron print in there. I am not a Chevron kind of girl, (laughs) but that was something that I thought, you know what, this is approachable. And I think this is will appeal to a lot of people. Like I can't have some weird, dark, moody photo in there. Like that's not this oh mission. Oh my God, what if you did? So I mean, that I would have liked that, but it wouldn't have, I don't think it would have worked. So I think that's why I'm kind of excited about this, this new stuff I'm doing. It's like, you know what? I, I can put out these projects that maybe feel a little bit more mass, but then I still have a home that feels like me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Love that. Okay. I'm going to hop into this last part. I'm going to ask you a quick fire round. Okay. And you just give me a one word answer, whatever pops into your head. Oh, okay. Okay. Some of them are funny. Some are easy. Okay. Plant you relate to most. Fennel. Oh, fennel. I don't know why I just said that, but it's the first thing that popped in my head. Okay. (laughs) Favorite place on earth. Mm, My home. Favorite piece of clothing to wear caftans nice i saw your caftan on your instagram it's really cool because that is a project you're working on too right yeah well i got it yeah i gotta get started on that again yeah it's just it's great for endo bellies man because within with endo you have such an inflamed stomach mm. caftans just kind of relieves that pressure nice spirit animal mm. oh uh a monkey? I actually don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. Favorite food? Mashed potatoes and gravy. Your most nostalgic fragrance? Oh, um, Byrito, Gypsy Water, until everyone started wearing it, and now I can never smell it again. But it just <laughs> felt like the scent that kind of like was during my transition into changing my life. And so mm-hmm. I still have love for it. Your favorite word? Blurg. Blurg? Yeah. Is that a real word? I don't know why it's the first thing that came to my head. I love it. What's your favorite sparkling water brand? Ooh, uh, probably Topo. <gasps> We're best friends. <laughs> Has no one ever said topo before? I don't think I've ever asked that question before. Oh, okay, great. Written down. I just full on topo. Let me tell you, don't sleep on the large ones. The large bottle is like, oh, I really like the like small, cute ones. I'll never get the big one. Big ones are where it's at. Well, can you see my video? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) you're the big one. Oh yeah, of course. (laughs) And you know what I do is whenever I run out of the sparkling water. I use it as my like regular water bottle. Yeah, they're nice I, bottles, man. I know. I'm I'm on like week three with this. 
And it's so great because those expensive water bottles that everybody has and they put stickers all over them and everything. Yes. And it's like, they're yeah. just like the cool thing to do. Right. I lose them. Yes. And then I'm disappointed with myself that I spent $55 on this metal A water thing. bottle. And then yeah. all of the investment of the stickers that I have now lost <laughs> is like a tragedy. So yeah. I'm about Topo to- all the way. Yeah. Okay. I love it. That was my last question. I just had, oh, great. I just had to throw that in there. I'm like, I'm sitting here looking at my Topo Chico, wishing that it was with a regular Topo Chico in it. <laughs> so there. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Jessica, for coming on today. Thank you. How I just one last question. Yeah. How did you feel about the no video? I liked it. Okay. I, I really did like it. You know. Okay. Was helpful about the no video that I, though that I'm experiencing right now is that you your sound sounds really good mm-hmm. and um you have a professional mic that you're on obviously so yeah I feel it feels like a more intimate experience yeah where some people Not like a phone call right some people yeah. don't have the um professional mic and they might be on like a iPhone headset or something and a little mm-hmm. crinkly so. <clears throat> yeah, I kind of mim into it. I feel like I'm in your closet on the floor. <laughs> Good. So yeah, I do like it. I, it's like my imagination is now activated. So great. I well, right see now where you went with it. Giraffe I like it. dress. I'm looking at a giraffe <laughs> dress, a leopard print cup, ceramic. It's not like a trashy looking leopard print. <laughs> but yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this was really, really fun. You are just a delight. And I really enjoyed this conversation. I'm excited to check out more of your stuff. I'm excited for our listeners to be able to check out all the things you have to offer and follow along on your journey. So we will put everything and all the places they can reach you down in the show notes. So if you are interested and want to check out Jessica's book or her Instagram page or website that she's working on, go check it out. Thanks. Yeah.